I don't know. I feel like podcasts are supposed to have uh, official original music at the beginning. Yeah. Um, None. Dude, hang on. I got a guitar. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Oh. I, I wish I'd thought of this before. Just... Hold on. He's trying. He's trying. I hope it's in I, tune. I Is it I in tune? This. Yeah, I think so. Okay. What you got? Jesus and food podcast. Nice. Really good. Thank you. We're very professional around What's here. on your mind? Here's what's on my mind. You know, the um, I got a great news for you and anybody else who is into barbecue. So you know that Cupcake ATM that I've talked about? It's, um, it's the company Sprinkles. Yes. Um, I've been to one in Chicago. Basically, it's a vending machine of cupcakes. You put in your money. You choose what cupcake you want. It does this little mechanical situation, and it brings a cupcake down. You take it out. You eat it. It's and like, it doesn't smudge the icing? Nope. It's amazing. So I love wow. that Cupcake Sprinkles ATM. So there is a Kansas City barbecue joint called Jones Barbecue, and um, the guy, the owner... You know, they were thinking, well, we got this soda machine, this soda vending machine. And the owner looked at it and he thought, you know what? What if we got a, a vending machine for our barbecue? So That's madness. Yeah, I know. So he like tries to figure all this out. This was before like all the COVID stuff. And so he's trying to get this machine ready for like the late night customers, like after they're closed so they can still get their barbecue, walk up to it. So the thing gets delivered gets delivered like a few days before all of this COVID stuff and like the contactless um, delivery and all this, right, all these things right. that the restaurants are trying to do. So he's like, it's like perfect timing for us to have a barbecue vending machine. So you can get seven different items that are available from the machine. You got uh, chicken wings. You, I just knew you'd love this. Chicken wings, yes. turkey, rib tips, um, they come off a smoker right there and they label a little package with a, a handwritten description on, on masking tape. This is very fancy. Um, comes with, you know, some sauce and some beans, some potato salad, coleslaw inside a bun. And it just comes right out of the vending machine. And it's all temperature controlled. I guess so. Yeah. I think he had this thing like specially built. And so I, I don't know if they're they're putting it in like in the back or how this works, but they're showing a picture of a dude. He's at the vending machine making his order. And it, it just, it looks like a regular vending machine you'd see anywhere. I mean, at this point, all I really need is that to be in proximity to where I, I live. Oh, Kansas city is a and, little bit of a drive for us, but I mean, they would be the early adopters, Kansas city, right? The barbecue, of, you know, arguably, arguably the best barbecue. Yeah. Um, that's that's incredible. And then, you know, maybe put the cupcake one sort of close to it. Yes, I feel like everybody needs to jump on this train right now. I mean, with the new stay-at-home order for like another month in Illinois, I feel like every single restaurant, like, can you imagine getting like a full-size pizza out of a vending machine? Oh, wow. Sushi out of a vending machine. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, okay, so I'm going to transition us to the Jesus part of our podcast. Um, and so now, I, maybe we could do this. When we transition from food to Jesus or Jesus to food, I mean, ideally, they would both be in the same. Yeah. Because Jesus created food and everything. I'm going to go ahead and play, the uh, play our, our jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus and food. 
really feel like that has a good ring to it. It's got a ring, all right. All right. So you know how if there's you know something terrible that happens, like a, a school shooting, probably would be the most likely time, or any kind of mass, you know, mass shooting. There's always you know one of the political parties, generally on the Democratic side, and they're they're calling for let's get rid of the guns, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other side is going to say, well, you know, we don't have to, you know scold the hunters for this and this and that and there's always the second amendment thing that's going on um so one thing that and i'm not putting this on either political party but one thing that just people that would be you know maybe uh cynical about prayer and faith will say you know we'll always ridicule uh the other party and say okay well guess what thoughts and prayers are not going to be the thing that solves this problem. You've heard this, right? Yeah. So people will say my thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, kind of, you just hear it a lot. And so I think some people get sick of just hearing that line and wanting like a, a change, a tangible change. And so, and not that, yeah, I don't think anybody would say that thoughts and prayers are a bad thing, but you know, maybe some people would say, yeah, I'm so tired of hearing that line, just like a trite, I say something so I can say something, you know, yeah. Um, whether it's the president saying that or anybody else. And um, so I have a friend named Greg who has just had a really, really hard number of years um, when it comes to serious health problems that had landed him in the hospital and ICU. We thought we were going to lose him several times, and he's still very much not out of the woods. And, you know, and then obviously quarantining and coronavirus happens, and just imagine what that would do to a person. Um, but you can imagine if you have ever been in a really dark spot, people will say, man, I'm praying for you. In fact, if you put something on Facebook, wouldn't you say this is the case? Like if you're going through a hard time and you, you just share about honestly what's going on on social media, you know, especially if you're kind of active within faith communities, like you're probably going to get hundreds of responses. And a lot of them are just going to say the same thing. I'm praying for you. Yeah, it's it's majorly, you know, people say it. I think everybody means it in good faith. And like they're really going to think about you and really going to pray for you. But because it said so much, it's maybe one of those things that's like kind of dismissed. So here's what Greg shares. Quarantine deep thoughts from my friend who's been very sick but I feel like has a great attitude. His name is Greg. He says, in recent days, someone I care about who has become cynical about Christians told me all they do is say they're going to pray for you. The Christians, all they do is they say they're going to pray for you in your situation, but they don't really care or offer help. Mm-hmm. Greg says, I was bothered by that statement. He said, because he's a, he's a really a positive guy. I feel like if if I was going through what he was going through. I don't know that I'd have half the good attitude he has. He said, it made me realize that when, when you, when somebody says to somebody else, I am praying for you, I care about you. He says, that should be considered like a powerful statement, not spoken loosely. And so I guess maybe we shouldn't interpret that loosely, but we also just shouldn't say it loosely. And he says, there's nothing about saying I'm praying for you or I'm going to pray for you. That doesn't mean that it can't accompany action. And he does take very seriously when someone says the words i will pray for you like in his health condition he takes it really seriously and when he's praying he says he asks god if there's something in his capacity to do so like let's just say you're praying for somebody who has the coronavirus it's a god please heal them please help them know how loved they are but then he also will always ask and please show me if there's something that i can do and uh he says hashtag 
I mean it when I say it. Oh, I love it. I mean, really, if you think about it, going to God on behalf of someone else and coming before him and asking for, you know, healing or provision or whatever is like the biggest thing you can do, the, the hugest thing you can do. But um, I like Greg putting those together and asking God, like, how can I be tangible, uh, like a physical help to this person, you know, bringing a meal or getting a gift card or sending a, a card along those lines. That is always awesome to add to the prayers. Do you remember what the name of our podcast is? Jesus and food. Oh, he's going to play it again. Jesus and food. Nice. Really good. Um, after hearing something like that, why wouldn't you want to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with other people? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to hear more of that, you're going to want to subscribe so that you can automatically get all the podcasts ready to your phone so that you can listen. If you're listening to this on a podcast player, please rate the podcast and uh, leave a comment, particularly today, if you wouldn't mind leaving a comment uh, that, that rates on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel like our jingle is? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, let us know. Um, well, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We're super, super thankful. And Jonathan, one last question I do need to ask, um, what is, what are the food plans for this weekend for tonight's dinner? Um, I don't know about tonight's dinner. I made a pretty incredible sausage and peppers last Ooh, night that yeah. I was really proud of. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of camping out on that major victory from last night. I do have a pretty big package of uh, Sour Patch Kids that oh, yeah. I think I could get through this weekend. Okay, that sounds good. How about yourself? Um, I'm sick of cooking, so probably some type of boxed situation. <laughs> okay. I can send you some of the Sour Patch Kids <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good.